Welcome to One in Christ, where the radiant story of Jesus comes to life. Hello, everyone. This is Long from OIC Communication Team. Today, I have Maggie with me.、Uh, we are going to talk about stories of Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Hello, Long. Hello, OIC. <laughs> so we're having a topic of culture and faith. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit?、Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Maggie, and my official name is Wang Yuqi. And I was born and raised in China, the northeastern part of China.、Um, the city I'm from is called Shenyang. Nice to meet you. Is there any specific food or dietary habits associated with your family?、Um, it's more like associated with the region I'm from. So, because I'm from the northeast and it's the coldest place in China, so we like to make a lot of stew and soup and stuff because it will keep us warm in the winter. So my family likes to stew a lot of things. That's nice. Who、yeah. does、uh, cook most often? Well, my dad is the best cook of the family. Basically, he can just go to the restaurant and he'll taste the dish and then he can copy it like exactly when he go gets home. I know you are a very good cook,、uh, chef. <laughs> you cook a, a very good, delicious food as well. Did you learn from your dad? Ah,、uh, yes, but I don't think I really learned cooking until I was in the states and wanted home food, and I needed to make it myself. So I started to make a lot of phone calls to my family, and then they'll tell me how to make it. And then gradually, with experience, I got better. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you have any family traditions,、uh, any cultural traditions related? Usually, the things we do is really associate with what the Chinese do, like making dumplings on the Chinese New Year. But there is one thing that my family does that's not、uh, all the other family do, which is at the beginning of each year, at each Chinese New Year, my parents will go to an island that's full of temple、um, from Buddhists and stuff, and like they will. Worship the Buddhists there to wish for good fortune for a new year. That's what they would do. Wow, that's very special. Yeah, is that an island like well known in your、uh, home area? I'm not sure in the whole China, but a lot of people know. It's called Putuoshan, that island. Have you ever been there? I could remember that I went twice with them. They kind of started it a couple years before I went to the states. So every Chinese New Year spent in the states, I didn't go with them. Do they have a particular needs or something to ask for? I mean, yeah, because they run a small business, so they wish that they can like earn a lot through their business over the year, and with wish for health for the entire family, and of course their daughter to be safe abroad. Uh, studying abroad, yeah, absolutely. Caring about the business, caring about the family, yeah. Is there any、uh, particular value or principle from your culture that you hold very dear, and、um, maybe that、uh, affected your actions and decisions? Are you asking about before I became a Christian? Sure. Yeah, because after I become a Christian, like these things doesn't really guide me as much anymore. So,、uh, I come from China, and it's a very populated country, 1.4 billion population, and with limited employment opportunity, and then many many classmates in your class. So it's a very competitive culture. You have to be competitive. You have to strive in order for you to survive in this society. 
So I just always have that competitive mindset. Like I need to be better or at least like, does it have to be better than everyone? But I need to be progressing and I need to choose like a major that um, could help me in the future, like easy to find a job. And um, I just need to get very academically strong in order to survive in anything. And especially um, since my family, none of them has like a, not even an undergrad diploma. So there's not much they could do other than, you know, running their own small business or being self-employed in the society. So they always emphasize the idea of academia in me because they wish that I don't have to uh, try that hard to find a job or survive. Like I could have a steady job. That's their wish for me. So uh, really uh, this principle guided everything like um what i spent my time most on and then how i make my decisions so about academic achievement uh, when you mentioning about that uh, family culture would you say it uh, affected your college decisions oh uh, yeah it affected everything for example like before i went into college i was interested both in biology and psychology well biology will give me a better job so that's that's what I chose. And I also really, really wanted to go to a top ranked school in the United States. And that was like my driving force. And I, I, I found an agency to help me apply for college and spend a lot of money on there. But luckily, God brought me to Liberty. <laughs> yeah, first of all for that. Do you think also your culture background may have any negative effects or give you some weakness in your life decisions? Uh, yes, because there, there's a lot that I know of, but right now I can think of first like academia. Like studying would be my priority. Everything could set back. Like as long as I get my studying done, then I'm a good student and then everything is good. But real life doesn't operate that way. And I also come from a culture that really emphasizes on hospitality. But... You don't think about the heart behind your hospitality because you just want to appear to be really hospitable and it seems really friendly. But the heart behind it is actually like, I actually don't care about you. I just wanted to appear hospitable. And you don't think about the heart and then like it will make you feel like you're a very friendly or like sweet person and stuff. But you actually don't think about uh, what's behind in the heart um so you think it's um, more like a peer pressure to become hospitality in your culture i i don't i won't even say peer pressure but it's just everyone's like this um it's become part of uh, the tradition but not uh, in the genuine sense yeah uh, at least that was the case for me and i also come from a very heavy drinking culture and I really hated that as well. Like everyone's on the dinner table and then they're like all pushing each other to drink more, to appear hospitable or, you know, as like that shows our friendship. But the reality is everyone behind the table, nobody wants to drink. Um, they just want to go home. But they're still like putting on this show of pretentiousness. And after like... Uh, everyone gets drunk and go home and do like, you know, drunk stuff. And I was really sick of it. <laughs> and well, then, I, I understand. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then also、uh, with education, I think the value is just so twisted, where individuality is not different part about individual. All part is important, but in China, only the academia part is important.、Uh, even if like you're good at sports or you're artistically talented, no one values that. They just think you're a bad student. You can't do math or you can't do English. You can't do science. It really suppresses on who you are, and that's why the creativity of Chinese people is not the greatest in the world either, because we were suppressed. That side of us is generally suppressed by the society growing up. Tell me a little bit about your Christian、uh, spiritual journey. How did you become a、uh, Christian? So I came here as a firm atheist and a very skeptical one. Uh, however, I grew close to one of my high school teacher when I came to the states to a private Christian school, and then she started challenge me with questions about Christian worldview, and I would always try to prove her wrong. And when I seek for the answer, I realized she was right. So I realized my worldview wasn't as firm as I thought. So I decided to give Christianity a second chance. And when I start to hear more about it and then see it lived out around me, I realize, okay, this is the truth that I have to follow. Are there any、uh, specific teachings or stories from the Bible that had a profound impact on your life? One that had a profound impact on my life, both before I was a Christian and after I was a Christian, is actually like the story of Job. Because、um, before I was a Christian, I was really confused. When I heard about the story of Job, I was really confused about what this God offers. It seemed like he was just trying to prove that he's stronger than Satan, so he put Job in all of those difficulties in life, and I just couldn't understand. And I brought this question to my host mom at the time, and she just tells me that. I kind of forgot what she tells me, but the general understanding I had about that story at the time was that God following him is not that he offers us a happy life or what this world considers a blessed life. And I was just trying to seek for what that freedom and blessing that he offers us is. And now,、uh, even though I never experienced anything as traumatic as Job. But、um, his wrestling with God when he was in a desperate or like a really depressing state、uh, made me realize that、uh, that's the attitude that I should have, or as the way that I should be with God when I have doubts. Like I should bring my present my doubts and、uh, my bad feelings to Him and let Him comfort me. Or Um, ask him for why these are happening instead of complaining to my horizontal relationships, and it also encouraged me in the way that、um, everything God gives belongs to Him, and then He 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 can takes it back. Nothing we have on this earth is eternal, or we should value of it that much. That's fascinating to me because, so、uh, like、uh, when you mentioned about、uh, your family culture, there's、uh, asking for happiness, even go to a, a particular place to find some Buddhism statues and to、mm. ask for happiness.、Mm. But when you encounter Christianity, you saw Job, nothing with. Related to happiness, and、uh, you have to understand the sufferings in Christianity. 
how come this Christianity is still attractive to you if it doesn't even offer the happiness? Well, Job is only part of the story in the Bible. That wasn't like the main part that attracted me or made me. That was only one of the part that made me think before I was a Christian.、Um, but I mention it because I remember the story having impact on me both before I became a Christian, but and also after. But I was really curious about the freedom that God offers, and also. I saw the difference in、um, the family I was staying with, which now they became my American family. Like I just see so much joy and happiness in their family, and they just enjoy being with each other, even within the in-laws. And that's something that's new, and I've never seen it before. And I knew that this God was real, and they bless He blessed this family because of their obedience. So I'm like I want that blessing for my future family as well, and many different other things like the love that God offers. Like I think it's after I start to hear about Christianity when I was an unbeliever, and I realized love is actually what does unconditional and what does sacrifice me. And I realized love I had all had a condition, and it's all、um, kind of self centered. That's like I came to that realization before I was a Christian when I heard more about God's love, and also like with the logic sense, with different you know historically or scientifically, I know that Jesus came to this earth and then resurrected was a reality. So it was a matter of fact whether I believe in、uh, what he said or not. Do I think he's just a great teacher or? The biggest liar because he lied about the biggest issue in the entire earth, or do I think he is what who he says he is? Like that was the final question I wrestled because when all the evidence were presented in front of my eyes, I had to make a decision: is he just the greatest liar of all time, or is he the true God that he proclaims?、Hmm. Interesting. You presented me、um, there is something real in. Obviously, the host family impacted you a lot because you see the real happiness, the real joy, real love, and they also invite you to know the real God. Does your Christian faith start to influence your relationships with others?、Mm, yes, it definitely does. On the top two, I can think of is friendship and romantic relationship. Um, for friendship, I was only willing to stay in my comfort zone because you know, in in the group of people or in any group of people, there's always people who have a similar love language as you are and express and communicate in a similar way with you, and then you'll quickly find each other and then start to have really good conversations and begin to grow closer. And because you're just so comfortable with them. For me, there's no need to reach out to other people because with the people I'm comfortable with, they can already give me enough love or attention or like fulfill my needs enough, and I could do the same for them. So I don't need to interact with other people. And then until I realize that the Great Commission for me is to reach the gospel to all nations, to make all nations His disciples. 
he didn't say just the people that are easy to communicate with me or the people in my comfort zone and share the gospel with them. If I place my comfort zone on this great commission, that would just limit so much thing of what God could do. So I start to observe and learn people that are drastically different from me and how they communicate and how do they receive love and how could I love them. And I also, um, through all, all of these interactions and through the conflicts even I have with the friends that are in my comfort zone, I think I start to learn, I have a deeper understanding of what forgiveness means. And also, um, really a lot of hidden sin of me were revealed to me. And I start to have a better idea of how sinful I am and how self-centered I am. So it's a, uh, really God is using this to, um, my, so many of my friendship or all of my friendship to sanctify me so I could become more like him. And that's something that I would never think of. I, cause if when a conflict arises, it's just the easiest thing to blame the other party. Oh, he said this, she did that. That's why it make me so upset. Like, see, all the fault is on them and I, I'm faultless or flawless or anything, but it's only through Holy Spirit opening my eyes that I could see I'm that sinner and I contributed to this conflict just as much, if not more, and that I have a lot of sin within me. And with the romantic relationship, oh, yeah, I was one of, I my worldview completely aligned with the culture. Like, for example, before you, you get married, you need to live together to see whether... Uh, like you could, you know, this relationship, this marriage could work out and stuff. And once I date someone, like they would just be my whole world. And they're there, like the boyfriend is there to fulfill my need. And they're my whole world because they can fulfill all my need. I don't need any other person. Like again, the social comfort zone, because no one would try to make me happy as hard as he does. So like, I don't need other people anymore. I just need him to try hard to make me happy. And that was my whole worldview on romantic relationship until I became a Christian that I realized that romantic relationship is just all the relationship that God has for me, like one of them. And I thought like learning, resolving conflict between couples is only specific to the couples. But then I realized like, how you resolve conflict generally with people reflects who you are. And you don't have to just learn that with your boyfriend. You can learn it with anyone and with any conflict. And you can try to sanctify and have your sin revealed to you in any relationship. And I know, and I start to understand that what I thought of romantic relationship isn't love at all. I'm just trying to fulfill my need to make myself happy and use the other person. But God talks about this love that we, we die for each other. Uh, even though, well, in the marriage relationship, he talks about husband are willing to die for wife. But actually, that should be our attitude towards anyone around us. Like we should be willing to sacrifice ourselves like what Christ did for us, for them. and. 
really, marriage is a picture of God's covenant, and it will teach us more about our relationship with Jesus through Christ. But it's also, which I'm also telling myself this, that marriage is not the calling for everyone, and that you don't have to have a romantic relationship to be complete. Yeah, and yeah, it's just the focus from self-centered to you know other-centered. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. He actually brought sanctification and reconciliation.、Um, I think not only give you the opportunity to learn that from people, relationships, and friendships. They are, he actually working in you to guide you in those moments and、uh, mm-hmm. overall your life.、Uh, he is guiding you to sanctify you. Yes, definitely.、Um, my last question: Do you think、uh, your Christian faith、uh, have、uh, well, obviously it、uh, impacting your decision makings? But do you think there is any? Particular vocations or hobbies or areas of service you have chosen to do that was、um, impacted by your Christian faith. Uh, yeah, the top one would be go to church because my parents would be like, "Why do you go to church so often?" And I would never have thought that one day I would go to somewhere as often as going to school. <laughs> You know, like when before I was a Christian, yeah, like I would never just go to church or try to serve as much as as I could. That's just I could not ever imagine that、uh, coming out of me before I was a Christian, and also be willing to try different things. Like、uh, I would push myself out of the comfort zone. Out of my comfort zone to translate for the whole sermon, to lead the try to prepare and lead for the small group, or what、um, sing solo on the worship team. Yeah, I, <laughs> on Sunday, like those are all things out of my comfort zone. Have you、uh, ever tried to、uh, like a list how much involvement you've been with this church and your groups? Uh, can you make、uh, give me a list? Well, I know what I wrote on my CV. Like I translate, and I was、uh, on the worship team, and I was a small group leader for one and a half year, and I helped to plan with different events. I, I I'm never like the main responsible person, but I would、uh, participate here and there, like in the retreat or in the small. Group event planning、uh, and all that. Yeah, I'm not the main leader or have any title, but I just try to involve. Oh, and I also record for the devotions for、um, for the love of God and just different stuff like that. Oh, and another thing is I hate reading. After I became a Christian, I will force myself to read the. I I never read any nonfiction. Book before I was a Christian, but now I read so many books to help my spiritual growth, and of course push myself to read the Bible. Reading is really my shortcoming because it takes me if the sense if the paragraph is not an easy read, it takes me 
three or five times to read through until I can grasp what that paragraph is talking about, which makes Bible reading and book reading really hard for me. Uh, that's one thing I push myself to do because I know I need to grow. And the major decision in my life, like my major, I already chose it, but I could tell the heart difference in me because before being a, I'm a biochemistry major, before being a scientist was my everything. And I needed this identity of scientist and I need to be valued as a scientist uh, for myself to consider myself valuable. But now I know, after I know God, this, uh, my everything, which is being a scientist, became, okay, right now this is an instrument for me to become an independent adult that God, God wants me to be financial independent and just I can take care of my own need and then in the process I will get more equipped maybe he'll call me to do a more impactful uh, place me in a more impactful role one day um, in the future uh, like you know pastor wife or something but for now at least I need to have independence from my family and parents that's I know that's the step that he wants me to do right now and I also doesn't think I have to win a Nobel Prize or, you know, become a faculty in a profound university to be valuable or have to have a PhD or postdoc for me to consider a successful or, or a great person, you know. Or, um, I, I think now I'm even okay if, like, I didn't end up getting a PhD in my field. But I think it's a good tool because it allowed me to reach the, the other scientists uh, that are that doesn't believe in God. And hopefully I am mature enough to live out that life for them to see the difference. And it's also an instrument for me just to grow, um, become an independent adult before I can, you know, be sent out and serve the Lord. Yeah, that's what I think of a major and my career now. Yeah, that's a much deeper interpretation of uh, your career or your study mm -hmm. right now. And uh, we know it's uh, also a blessing, a gift from God to give you opportunity to study further and to be equipped in all different areas. Mm -hmm. um, to some people, you know, um, it may sound like uh, you were very passionate and you have big dreams but then after encountering christianity your dream become dual and then you become um, more realistic uh, or people may say you are just getting older because <laughs> 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 you're tired of anything do you still have any uh if uh, have to be called a dream or passion oh yeah i still have my dream of being a PhD and um, work in a really profound university or anything. Those are still my dream. And I still think it's really cool to be called Dr. Wang or publish a lot of papers. And I still really love um, scientific research. And it gives me a lot of... It's, just, it's, some, it's something that drives me because... I, I'm kind of crazy in this area. Like I, I would even do experiments in my dream if I did too many of it during the day. And when it become my core identity, 
it could be the that could be the only thing I'm thinking about every day. Like, can, what experience that I conducted today, and why did it fail? How can I make it better? And how how should I design my plan and my days every day? Like, that's my weakness.、Uh, after I became Christian, I would say that's my weakness because I spent all my thought and my energy on that. Like, that's my core identity because how well I am as a scientist is who I am. But now. Like I still love those things.、Um, I know I didn't clarify that, but now because I don't consider it as my core identity anymore, so now I am okay with myself being other things other than scientist.、Uh, how 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 should I put this? But it's just to value different part of my life as well. And just, I don't have to be. I still want to, but if I didn't get to. That I'm totally okay with it, and I believe that if I didn't get to, then where I will be is the best plan that God has for me. Thank you. I think it's beautiful because if someone doesn't know God at all, he may do the same thing in every、uh, areas, but、uh, he may never say, "I do this、uh, for the glory of God."、Uh, I do anything to shine the beauty of、uh, the God's creation. But、mm-hmm. actually, as a Christian, you're free to think in that way. Yeah. Even though you are doing similar things like others, but、uh, you have the freedom to actually say, "I know this is from God, and I can do everything to glorify God." And I know my God, like my Father, actually loves me.、Mm-hmm. That's free. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing today.、Uh, thank you for being with us, and、uh, we love to hear more from Maggie and. Hopefully she will enjoy her next journey. We know she will move to Roanoke. So, yeah, best blessings. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really have fun talking with you today. Great. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe if you like our content. While in Christ as a multi-ethnic church, you're more than welcome to join us and to worship our Lord together. And would、we'll、like to hear your unique stories with Jesus in the future. 